Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophiles Bookcase. I'm your host, Erica the Bibliophile. So before we jump into the episode, I'm trying something new where, you know, I read the synopsis and then just jump into the story where normally I would do the synopsis, then go into a greeting, then break into the story. So going forward, I think I'm just going to do the synopsis and then just jump right into the review instead of doing a greeting. So hope you enjoy. For better or worse, that was a promise Denver and Kenza made, but it's a sentiment they somehow lost along the way. What started as a passionate wildfire has diminished to a flicker, all but snuffed out by unspoken fears, perceived betrayals, and a complete breakdown in communication. Can either of them tuck their egos away long enough to rekindle their flame? We're introduced to a woman by the name of Kenza, who is coming home after a very long and stressful day at work. And, you know, she's trying to wind down in her home and she walks in to see her soon-to-be ex-husband in her house. And it's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, you know received something at the office today and she's like oh really he's like stop playing with me why the fuck would you have divorce papers delivered to me at my job like you know you know everybody's gonna see this you're kind of making a spectacle out of this and kenza tells her husband by the name of denver like i haven't seen you in how many months like we don't communicate we don't talk after you know it's like a pause like they won't say what happened but you can kind of read between the lines as to what happened so and she throws his words back at him because he says something about her needing to grow up he's not going to chase her like a child so it's like you said that to me whatever tragic event happened happened to us and i haven't seen you for like three to four months so why are we dragging this long and Denver tells her ain't nobody getting no divorce so I don't even know why you did this and he still doesn't want to have the conversation as to what he said and what happened between them so she's like so you just want to stay in this cycle and I'm not doing it like sign the papers and let's be done because I'm done with you so it's over with he's like okay whatever you want to believe and um i believe yeah they have sex and she lets him know like that did not change anything and he feels a way about that but it's like why would you think you showing up after three to four months and us having sex just automatically means that this marriage is back on track and so he goes to talk to his brother and i believe his cousin and you know they're like we know how you are you didn't probably try to attempt to listen to her you didn't communicate like and what happened because once again we're still not saying what happened but it's like whatever happened between y'all happened and y'all just let it go like that was the end of the relationship and ain't neither one of y'all trying to fix it um but then also he does get a little pushback because what's his name king king was like i bet you she told you what the problem was she tried to communicate with you 
and you just blew her off. And basically that's what happened. Cause she did try to have the conversation and he didn't respond. He's like, man, I'm not talking about this. I'm not going into that. And it's like, that's the problem right there. You don't want to talk. And I do. And you think we just going to continue to go on as is. And that's not how this goes. So he comes up with the idea to kidnap her. So one day, once again, she don't worked her fingers to the bone at work and gets into the back of the car thinking her driver is taking her home. And she pulls up, um, what's that thing called? Like to the strip of an airport. And she's like, this is not my house. Like, what the hell going on? Come to find out Denver is quote unquote kidnapping her. And she's like, I'm not doing this. Like I'll find somebody else to take me home. I don't know why you think I'm playing with you. This relationship is over with. And ooh, wait, let me back up because I forgot to mention. Um, he showed up to her job before he like went to talk to his cousins. He showed up to her job and like gave her head at her job. And she's like, Thanks, but you can leave. And that's what it was. He was like, I just did. And she's like, that doesn't change anything. Like, okay, thank you for your services, but that don't mean that this marriage is back on point. So then he goes to have a drink and, you know, then he kidnaps her. And on the flight, he like feeds her. It's very intimate. And they finally, finally have this conversation of like a was it a year ago? Not a year, but it was like a short amount of time ago. She got pregnant and unfortunately she miscarried the baby and the doctors told her and everybody else told her it's like, there was nothing that you did wrong. It was literally like, it just happens and there's nothing you can do about it. But of course, as a woman who just lost her baby, she don't want to hear that. She's like, it, I must have did something and, you know, it's my fault. And now we don't have our baby. And, you know, that sent her into a depression. And it feels like Denver wasn't there. And, you know, I guess when she finally, do I want to say came out of the depression or even just tried to lean on Denver, he wasn't there. And, you know, she tried to get him to open up and talk to her. And he's just like, man, I got work to do. I'm not trying to deal with this emotions and all this shit. And when she laid it out on the line, he tell that's when he told her, you know, like, I'm not going to chase you like a child that broke the relationship. Cause it's like, I'm dealing with the fact of losing our child. I feel like you don't want me anymore. You don't talk to me anymore. So what's the point? And is basically a breakdown in communication is what mess up the relationship and them both dealing with the hurt over losing their baby and you know so now that they're talking about it they're slowly working their way back to being together and they what they uh they do decide to be together and they have uh what do you want to call it because they're already married like they never got a divorce so a vow renewal in vegas and that was pretty much it um 
which pissed me i mean it was a great book but it's just like when you think about it it's like all of this could have been avoided if y'all just sat down and talked about what was wrong and it's just like of course i just lost a baby my feelings are hurt about this and i need my husband to comfort me and you're not doing that um and of course him as a man it's just like i couldn't say this i couldn't express this and you know i had to work like basically all that type of shit so it's just like whatever but in the end they work it out and everything is right which leads into book number two where two best friends wake up in a bed together and it seems like after celebrating denver and kenza's vow renewal they got married so let's see what happens this wasn't what keep your friends close was supposed to mean. But now that that line has been crossed, can they ever make their way back to the 20-year friendship they've been building? Or, better question, is that what either of them really want? So diving straight into the second book, we have Desiree and Tracy who wake up in Vegas in a bed and it seems as if they got married and uh Desiree is best friends with Nessa and Kenza now Kenza who is it's Kenza who has a sister by the name of Nessa and Tracy so and they've all been friends since college and this is mind-blowing because it's uh for Desiree and Tracy because it's like we've been friends for so long we never crossed this line. We never thought we would cross this line. Like, how the how the fuck did this happen? And, you know, she has a gorgeous ring on her finger. They have sex again. And Tracy is all for trying it. And um, she goes by Des a lot in the movie. I'm in the movie, Lord. Uh, cross rangers. Hope, hope it happened one day. Um... Uh, Jesus, not nah, I messed myself all up. Uh, Des in the book, and she's like, No way, we've been friends for so long. And plus, let's go all the way back to college where, um, Nessa told Des, like, Do not go after my brother. Um, I like Desiree, Desiree better. Um, she was known as a heartbreaker. Technically, she still is a heartbreaker. She's like, you know, she doesn't have time for a relationship. She doesn't want to be in a relationship. So she's not going to waste her time. And so Nessa told her back then, like, you know, you can do that shit with all these other niggas, but leave my brother the fuck alone. And Nessa even told her, she was like, you know, if you play my brother, I will beat your ass. And Desiree, you know, she's always kept that in the back of her mind. And it's like, first of all, Tracy don't even look at me like that. So I'm not worried about him like that. And I want to protect my friendship that I have with uh, Nessa and with Kenza. Now, Kenza really don't care too much. But, you know, it's just the principle of the matter. And, you know, at one point, Tracy was married. He has a, um, is he 18? Yeah, I believe uh, him and his ex-wife 
have an 18-year-old son. You know, she's the boy's godmother. So it's just like, it has literally never crossed her mind at any point that they would cross that line. And Tracy is like, you know, I'm all for it. And ain't no going back to just being friends, even though Desiree wants to ignore it. So the majority of the book is spent with him basically being kept a secret until everybody around her has to tell her, like, girl, we been new, like, we see, like, ain't no way you're going to keep this a secret. Um, And she agrees to be in a relationship and, like, they actually work towards marriage. And he actually tells her, like, you know, even though he was married and they never, like, did anything, he has always had these feelings for her. But because they both thought it would never happen, they never said anything. But it's like, girl, I've been feeling you. I've been wanting you. Now we tired of playing games. Boom, bow. Let's get into it. And while she was trying to figure out those feelings that she had for Tracy, she was basically, like, distancing herself from Nessa and Nessa even went to Tracy like did I do something to Des because you know she's not answering my call she won't say anything and Tracy is just like you know no not that I know of while trying to downplay the change in their relationship and when it comes to the light of them being in a relationship Nessa like basically jokes with her like didn't I tell you if you mess with my brother I will beat your ass and Desiree, Desiree has to tell her you know I was never scared like you weren't just gonna whoop my ass but I valued your friendship more than even attempting a relationship with somebody who I wasn't even sure was interested in me at the time but don't get it twisted you weren't just gonna whoop my ass though but yeah everything is great in the world uh oh but let's go back to the beginning though just a little bit um because when Desiree like she was denying everything and it's just like no this can't be right what happened you know basically what did you do to me and Tracy has to pull out his phone and like watch that video and it was her that initiated everything like they were drinking some liquor that everybody around is like uh damn i forgot his name but the guy in the book who's the maker of the liquor, they're like he need to be banned ain't no way he should be able to sell this shit because everybody got a story of like the next day you wake up like what the fuck did i do how did this happen you know basically not remembering any remembering anything until somebody tells you like you know you was fucked up last night um but yeah so they finally come together and even tracy's ex-wife is supportive because it's like they tried their relationship but it it wasn't good for them so they're friends they were able to remain friends and just know that being married and being in a relationship was not for them she even supports his relationship with desiree so you know boom bow happily ever after with them and this leads into the third and final book of Nessa and her biker boo, who everybody knows she has a crush on, but then at the same time, she's trying to act like she ain't stunned that man or she don't want nothing to do with him. 
But it's like, baby, you are literally lusting after this man and everybody knows. And when he like turns on the charm a little bit, you running scared. Like, come on now. Don't don't do that. Don't throw the rock and hide your hand. Everything is all fun and games until the living on the wild side becomes the rule instead of the exception. It's good to be bad within reason, of course. And in this case, it's very, very good. Okay, so we're wrapping up this series with the last and final book of Vegas Nights, where Miss Nessa has a crush on our local bad boy and everybody knows this and but when he comes into her shop uh and his name is blue excuse me blue comes into her shop looking to buy a bunch of bikes because you know he's the president of a motorcycle club and their bikes just to get like the newbies started on because she tries to sell him on like a what is it like a more expensive like a better model of bike and he's like baby i know all about that but these are for newbies that are basically gonna like crash and burn because they practicing on them I don't, I don't need them but um because it was a big order of like what like 500 bikes or 50 bikes or something like that it was something with a five and He's also like flirting with her at the same time, but she's trying to blow him off like, please, never. I would never get involved with a thug. And it's just like, but you lusting after this man. Now all of a sudden he a thug. Girl, boo. And he basically shuts her down and get like, she rides motorcycles too. Uh, She's described to have like a beautiful bike, which I always thought was so cool. Like women who ride bikes. But riding a motorcycle, period, seems amazing. I've never rode on one. Um, but it just sounds cool. So, um, what is it? He gets her to come with him. Like, he pulls up to, was it a bar? Yeah, it was a bar. Um, oh, real quick, let's jump back to book number two. Because I think it's like at the end where everybody's having dinner together and they're all supposed to meet up. But Nessa comes in like super late. Girl looks flustered. She got hickeys all on her neck. They're like, oh, not Miss Nessa done got her some. And so then we jump into this book and it's like intertwining the stories of how it leads up to that. So her flirting with Blue, um, you know, they did a little something, something. And... That caused her to be late for the dinner and she like rushes in and you know has dinner with the family while everybody looking at her like girl what the fuck happened to you and really this <laughs> and no shade miss um what is it christina miss christina c jones no shade please don't take this as shade this this is just a smut book. Like, ain't really no story to this book. It's like, they was flirting, feeling each other. Anytime he pulled up and told her to come on, baby basically came and went with him. They had sex. Um, he's into BDSM, so, you know, he done tied our girl up, gave her a little something, something, something on her way, then came back. Like, actually, because he's usually, like, a one-and-done type of guy but 
of course our girl is different and he like her so they making it like a permanent thing and that's pretty much it like really the book is them having sex and if you're new to my podcast this may be your first episode i don't discuss sex scenes in great detail first of all because i'm not good at it (laughs) and second of all you can go read the book for that um but yeah and with saying that the third book was my favorite because it was good writing and good detail um so you know go pick that up and that's pretty much it um so that's why i combined all three books into one episode because first of all they're short stories and they're really good it it wasn't a need to separate the two but this is the vegas nights series i hope you enjoyed peace and blessings my beautiful people